Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Akeem Stream Show. Today, it's a day late on the podcast, so forgive me. You know, it's Christmas time. I got Charlie Brown on in the background, as you can see. Having a great time, full of glee, full of jubilee. This podcast is late because last night I was uh, sipping on some Irish cream. And they got a text from a Shate in my building saying, hey, Akeem, uh, I can smell that cream from three floors down. Why don't you come down and turn this frown upside down? And I said, baby, don't even worry about it. I'll be down there in a New York minute. And I'll get, <laughs> I'll get that cream to you so fast, you won't even have to quit it. Anyways, I brought the cream down there with a, with a Christmas present, birthday present, Christmas present. And uh, she enjoyed it. Took a shower, came up to the Dreams penthouse. And we just watched Christmas movies all night. Of course. That's all we did. Because in Akeem's world, we watch the movies. If a girl tries to make a move on me, I say, listen, are we going to watch this movie or what? It is Christmas time. It ain't no time to be fooling around, right? With all this necking. So we're having a good time, kissing and whatnot. One thing leads to another. And then I wake up and it's time to get to work. Get some hydration. Give her some money for an Uber to the second floor. And now I get on with my business. But this is the Christmas episode. That was my Christmas miracle I thought I'd share with y'all. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are enjoying your time with your family and loved ones. It is a time for rejoice. It is a time for cheer. We're here because we have a lot to be grateful for. And I hope, regardless of what's happening with you today, that you are grateful for whatever you're going through and everything you have. One bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So for the rest of the episode, it's going to be a bit of a variety show because that's what Christmas gifts are. They're a bit of a variety, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I wanted to share a new strategy I got just regarding my personal budget and finance and grocery bills. I found I was spending over 100 bucks a week at the, at the farmer's market. That's $400 a month, folks. And I'm cooking every night. So that's 10 hours a week on top of the $100 a month. So 10 hours plus $100. In, one day I watched his podcast and the guy said, listen, stop eating out every day. Or sorry, stop cooking every day and buying your groceries. Get your time back and spend a fraction of the price. And I thought about it. I sat down, pen and paper, and I said, outside of the marginal health benefits you might be getting from cooking at home every single day, there is really, if you're really getting after it and you got a side hustle and you got this and that and you're really getting after it in life, you don't have time to be sitting at home chopping vegetables every night. And that's what I've been doing for years. And it was alarming how much money I've been leaving on the table. I'm talking like hundreds of dollars. So if I spent 100 bucks on groceries a month at the farmer's market, maybe more like 120, I'd maybe be spending 60 bucks by myself as a single dude at different variety of different stores and restaurants eating out every week. I only eat once or twice a day. So we're talking maybe 15, 20 bucks a day. So maybe instead of spending 120 bucks a month on groceries and cooking it, I spend 80 bucks and I get all my time back because I'm not cooking anything. There's no preparation. There's no cleanup. So I tried this for a week and I think I'm going to stick to it. I'm saving a lot of time, saving a lot of money. Now, in my journey of eating out there and going outside and having a good time with the food, I went to this place called Tokiwa in Edmonton. If you're in Edmonton, go to a place called Tokiwa. It's ramen. Now, my ignorant ass thought that ramen was just Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle is not ramen. 
it is plastic wax wrapped in carbohydrates or carbohydrates wrapped in plastic wax, a little bit of MSG on the side. It is not. It is not ramen. I went to a ramen place. I will never be the same again. I sat there. It was a line. It was a line maybe 20, 30 minutes long. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Everyone keeps telling me about this place. I'm going to show up and do my best to figure it out. So I sat there, got my seat in line, got the spicy ramen dish with a little bit of half egg, you know, a little bit of hot sauce. You know what I do? Keep keep it real. Brown sugar, what you going to do? So I get in there, have my ramen. I sit down and say, I've never had Mr. Noodle that good. Maybe if I was high off my ass, which I've never been on like marijuana, that high where I'm eating ramen and it's tasting that good. But like most of the ramen tastes good because of the salt. This tasted good because of like the ramen was different. It was actually made from something. There was garlic. There was a little bit of, there was all the sauce and the flavor and, and everything just came together. It was a perfect storm. All this to say that if you get real ramen, it'll change your life. Further on the new stories and all the good thing that's happened in my life, we went on a Christmas, uh, uh, what do you call it? Christmas uh, party for my company, the company I work for. Uh, we went curling and curling is fun because it actually curls. Imagine that. You know, you watch it on TV, you watch the briar, watch this and that. You don't realize that uh, curling is like spinning the cur- spinning the they call it the stone at the last second after you push off the uh, push off the what do you call it the stacks or the brakes or whatever it is the launch pad and you're sliding down and you let go of the rock. I thought they just push it and and just push it and hope that uh, you know it's a straight shot. This bitch actually curls. Like imagine that it's called curling and it curls around rocks. I didn't realize it, but it really does curl in real time. And it kind of tripped me out. I'm like, holy shit, this is a, this is, this is actually curling. It's like a curve ball, not, not, not a knuckleball, a curve ball in baseball. This last weekend I went ice fishing. Ice fishing is fun. I never did it before. So there's another check off my Canadian checklist. We get out there. First, uh, my buddy comes and I give him all my buddies, uh, Christmas gifts as per usual. It's the season of giving, is it not? So I get all my homeboys some gifts. We're chilling, hanging out. Then we start playing uh, Monopoly Go, I think it is. It's a Monopoly game where you like acquire properties. I let this guy off the hook twice, and he ended up winning the whole game twice. So I'm like, fuck this. Let's go play crib. So we talk crib to the new guy who was at the table, who I brought my neighbor Crawford here. And we're playing crib, and we're teaching them two for 15, 15 for four, 15 for six, whatever, all the all the rules. And it just came back to me two summer, two winters ago. I was uh, I was uh, seeing this French chick, and she was teaching me crib, and a romance around playing board games, fantastic, because that's how it was eighties, nineties, two thousands, really up until twenty twelve. That's how people dated. They played board games. They hung up. They hung out. They they counted cards. They just had a good time. Now it's all on the phone, right? Anyways, so that was the night before we went ice fishing. We're just in his uh, my buddy's. Uh, 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 cabin, um, not his cabin, his, uh, his mortar home, which is like in the middle of a field. The next day we drive onto the lake. So when you ice fishing, you're literally driving with your truck onto a lake. And it was a little bit weird because my truck is brand new, Franny. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. So I'm a little bit nervous, understandably, but we just drive right onto the lake. And as we're driving onto the lake, the lake is frozen over. There's probably about a foot and a half of ice. There's just all these cabins on the lake and they're just all with their tents and their heaters and they drill holes and fish. So we set up, we pass all like everyone's kind of congregated right by the entrance off the dock of this lake up in Lac La Biche. We drive way out 
and it was a blinding snowstorm. So after about 10, like maybe two or three minutes after driving from the pack, we're in the, I, you, you ever heard of snow blindness where Eskimos, I'm not being racist, Eskimos, people who live in the Inuit in the Northern Canada, they put these, these, put these, put these goggles on where it like thins out their visibility so they don't get blinded. It's like a snow white, it's a whiteout blindness. And I experienced it firsthand. It's wild. When all you can see is white and it's just the snow and the glare from the sun hitting the snow, it's blinding. It's wild. And it's just, it's just, you're looking into the ether. You're looking into the abyss of white. We get, we find our spot, start drilling holes, put up the tent, set up the heater, put our fishes in the, uh, you know, we put the bait on the fish. You're supposed to stab the minnow through the eye. And we're at right at the, uh, what do you call it? The shelf. Of the lake so right when it co- we go when, when it goes from shallow to the deeps that's where we kind of were because that's where the fish like to congregate and these fish didn't take one single motherfucking bite all six hours we were there meanwhile we're freezing our ass off i took a little bit of mushrooms because as one does when you do ice fishing but it was fun i mean just being on a lake all day it was a little bit weird to be out there at first because you know we're out in the water this if this ice was to crack it's the end of us you know i would fight like hell i'd probably survive but shit that would be a tough one uh, nothing like cold water to to take you out of the game one thing i realized when i was out on the ice is that i can control my dumps like i'm talking about taking a shit i can hold it in for a day and a half two days and i went the same thing happened to me when i was hunting i didn't go for like two days and i was fine i think i can control it <laughs> but it's weird because in day-to-day life when i'm in the city and there's sanitary everywhere with the washrooms and toilets and stuff, somehow I can't control it. But as soon as I don't want to take a shit, I ain't gonna. <laughs> so it's very fascinating how that works. So that was ice fishing in a nutshell. Get back. The Sunday is the world FIFA. You know, I did a, I did a podcast three weeks ago about fresh fades of FIFA, but every player at the FIFA World Cup has a fresh fade. Well, guess what? My prediction about who was going to win the, the FIFA World Cup was off. But I was just barely wrong. I, I thought that France was going to win the whole thing because of a guy named Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe. This guy is the best player in the world, in my opinion, still. People will say Messi, and Messi might be like the most talented footballer or handler of the ball. But Kylian Mbappe scored nine goals or eight or nine goals right in the entire tournament. That's wild by himself. And he assisted on three or four. So, like, I think he had counted for 15 goals by himself between assists and goals. This guy is unbelievably good. And I'm talking about this is a world sport. Every country that is could represent and could make it to the tournament sent their best players. And he stood out. Boys amongst men. He's just turned 24. He's a beast. But it wasn't enough because Messi, the only player I have a jersey of, ended up pulling it out with the Argentinians. So good for the Ar- uh, team Argentina. That game was the best game of soccer I've ever seen played. Like I'm talking entertaining goals, saves, really good goalie play, really good forward, really good striking, really good defense, all around great play, individual talents, timing, uh, just pacing. Unbelievable. What a volley off the strike to Mbappe to the top corner. Superb play from the Frenchman. This guy just had the juice, man. Could not stop squeezing that orange for some vitamin C. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, good finals. I was almost right. Argentina won. France lost. But geez, if the he went to a shootout, and if France goalie could just like maybe anticipate one of those first two goals better, it could have been a tie, or France could have won. That's how close it was. So it took a superb energy. So it took a superb ener- uh, uh, effort 
from one of the world's most experienced players in Messi to pull it out. But, uh, you know, if anyone else is going to beat France, it might as well be Argentina. That's the guy, goalie. Sorry, that's the guy who I have his jersey of. So Messi's a good guy. Now we're into Christmas time. Christmas time is here. And uh, this is a video podcast. You might see a Charlie Brown is behind me. Charlie Brown, what are you doing? You always ruin Christmas. See, I'm a guy of traditions. If you haven't noticed in this show, I watch the Batman movie, The The Dark Knight, every July 18th. I listen to Nothing Was the Same every September 24th. I watch a, I watch a horror movie every Halloween. You know, I have traditions that I will not waver from. And Christmas is no different. So the week leading up or the weeks leading up to Christmas, I have Christmas music on in the morning, Christmas music on at night. I put on the Hallmark movies. These are the movies. Oh, wait, I'm skipping steps here. I eat pie. I drink cream liqueur. I go into a weight deficit. Uh, what else do I do? I give. I, I buy all my friends presents um, or as many friends as I can. And uh, I do the legislature walk or I do some kind of like a candy cane lane walk where a neighborhood who's really into Christmas lights up the trees. I go there and check it out, pay my respects because I always respect good lighting work. Pumpkin pie comes back at Costco. I rate it. I could buy two or three. It's always about the inventory. You need to have one in the freezer. You always got to have a backup. Movies, Hallmark movies. These are chicks. These are the movies that chicks drag their guys to, but somehow I just watch these movies. I'm a hopeless romantic. I used to have a show called The Hopeless Bachelor. Nothing has changed. I still love hopeless romantic movies where they're based around Christmas time. Guy meets girl. Girl thinks guy's cute. Guy starts to flirt with her. They slowly fall in love. The guy expresses his love. They go out. They start dating. They they do their thing. They fall in love. Something is exposed about the guy that the girl didn't know. She thinks he lied. She runs away. He catches up with her and says, hey, listen, this is who I really am. I'm a changed man, blah, blah, blah. She takes him back. They fall in love and happy ever after and a Merry Christmas. That is the Hallmark movie in a nutshell. And actually, I can't get enough of them. I know they're targeted towards chicks, but why they are working on me? Is it because I want to get married that bad? I don't know. So I watch those Hallmark movies. They're predictably lame, but I love them. Die Hard is always a good one. Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Uh, Klaus, which is like an animated feature on Netflix. What else we got? Polar Express. Uh, obviously, I don't believe in Santa, but I do believe in Santa. I believe in Santa because I believe in magic of Christmas. Like the how I started this podcast with the Chate coming up with some uh, for some cream liqueur. That is the magic of Christmas. That, not, that, might, be not, that might not be Santa. But listen, that doesn't happen every day. Only this time of year, this magic t- tends to happen. And magic and Santa are synonymous. So I believe in the theme of that movie, The Polar Express, of that some people grow up and they stop believing and some people keep believing to the day they die. And I'm going to be one of the people on the ladder. Where I believe in magic, I believe in giving, I believe in the spirit of Christmas. And I hope you do too. Uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas, Jiminy Cricket's Christmas, more of the Disney stuff. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So these are all the movies, and this is just kind of a combo show, but I just want to say this all to say, I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. I hope you know that if you listen to this show, I love you very much. And if I didn't give you a Christmas gift, my Christmas gift to you is that I hope you had a fantastic, fantastic holiday season, and that you get to have some kind of special time with someone you love or someone you're close to, and that you get some time to sit down and think about what a great year it's been, or what a challenging year it's been, and reflect on what you can get better at. Either way, 
you know that I love you if you if you listen to my show. Even if you don't listen to my show and you kind of poke in from time to time, I appreciate the minutes and the and the seconds you're giving this show because it's part of my dream and my dream is your dream. Your dream is my dream. It's unilateral. It's bicollateral. It's uh, it's synergistic, even though that word is overused. It really is. I believe in you. And I hope that you have a fantastic Christmas and you get some of that magic. I'm not talking about David Blaine's street magic, even though I am to a degree. I hope you get that magic. And whatever you want that magic to be, I hope it manifests. And I hope you really find some kind of joy this holiday season. Let it snow. Don't say no mo. Peace.